0: Welcome to the Stress Nanny Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller. Today, I am so excited to have as my guest, Aubrey. Aubrey is a senior from Houston, Texas, and she's going to share insights on what it's like to live in a phase of life that has a lot of uncertainty tethered to it in the thick of a culture and a time in the world where uncertainty is the norm for all of us. Her insights give us great ideas on how to kind of stay steady amidst the calm and how to support each other as we go through times that we're just not sure what to do or what's going to be next. Aubrey, thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So like you said, I'm I'm Aubrey. I'm a senior in Houston, Texas. I'm I'm an athletic trainer and I I'm gonna be going to BYU Idaho in in the fall and I'm gonna be studying exercise physiology. I'm super pumped for that and I'm really pumped to be here.
0: Great. Thank you so much. And you have such a unique perspective, both on life and just in general, because right now, there are a lot of things you're going through that are a huge burden on top of what everyone else is going through, right? Do you want to mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, so
1: when, when all of this like crazy stuff started happening, we started getting updates from our school district saying, Oh, guess what? Like your contract where you were going to have graduation, that got canceled. They canceled on you. Your, your prom venue, they canceled on you too. And it was just like out of concern for like following the CDC regulations with just like the people, like number of people that you're around. But still like getting that information was like really hard because those we had been looking forward to all year and not, not really knowing when those happen anymore was really hard.
0: Yeah. And like you said, those are events that are seminal, right? Like it's, it's like a wrapping up. You're putting a bow on these years of formal education, like at home. And so things that you look forward to for quite a while, right? These moments that are all of a sudden feeling a little slippery, right? There's a lot of uncertainty attached to how they're going to look, when they're going to happen and what you're supposed to do in the interim. How are you navigating that? Like, as you get those emails, you said they're coming in one by one. What are some of the things you're doing to kind of process all of that? Because I feel like in general, the population right now is trying to just process the regular level of uncertainty we're all facing. But how are you dealing with both? Like just that day-to-day uncertainty plus these huge events?
1: Um, so I think with like day-to-day uncertainty, like I've just been like taking it day by day. I don't know. I don't know what new things that the government's going to roll out for us, but like I'm just I'm going to take it in stride and just go with it because I know that they're they're just trying to protect us and keep us safe Um, like developing a schedule. That's one thing that has been super helpful for me in like in navigating the uncertainty of it all, because it just like it helps me be consistent and it gives me something that I know that I'm going to be doing every day so that it's like what I'm used to like prior to all of this and it's normal for me and i think with with like the different events that have been canceled for me it's like i took it one by one because they each had different they each had a different meaning for me like prom was like prom is prom and if you're into it you're into it and if you're not then you're not and i was just kind of like okay with it like i was gonna go like i'm sad about it but it's gonna be fine. With graduation, that was kind of a different deal, because that was something we had known from day one of senior year, is that this is where graduation is going to be, this is when it is, and we we just knew that the whole time. So finding out, oh, we don't know when we're going to graduate anymore, that was something that was really hard. Like, I was just able to talk to my friends about it, and we all just said, like, you know, this is hard, but we're going to trust that they're going to figure it out. So that, that's how we've been dealing with that.
0: That seems really down to earth. Speaking of your friends, that's a whole other ball game, right? Because here are these final moments, final months before, you know, you've been going to school together for years and you're parting ways to go your, you know, to your separate college pathways. What, what are you doing to connect right now? And what's the feeling in your peer group right now? Um,
1: So we like, we like me and my friends, we text each other like every day. Just, like, about, like, normal life stuff. Like, what are we doing? Like, how do, how do you do economics? It's, like, normal stuff like that that we're all going through still together. And we've tried to FaceTime a couple times just so that we can, like, it's like a face-to-face connection. Like, like, what's normal for us? Because we're really just trying to create a sense of normalcy in our lives so that it's, like, what we used to know. And, like, the feel that we have, like, we're all, like, when we get that information and that news, we're all sad about it for a minute. But we realize that we're just, we're going to be able to get through, get through the situation together, even if we don't, even if we don't end up doing those same events again.
0: I love that. Like that feeling of camaraderie and the recognition that it's kind of the people you're connecting with at the events that are, you know, the, the special part about it. And that mm-hmm. without the people, the event is a little bit hollow in and of itself. So if you can have the connection with the people and maintain that, that you still can have a sense of community that you that you really sounds like crave, which we all we all do, right?
1: Yeah. And we were at work together before before this all happened and her mom said, Well, you know, even even if these things don't happen, we're still gonna find a way to celebrate y'all. And it was it was more getting together and being with each other than it was the actual event.
0: I love that. So that was just a good friend of yours that her mom said, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what it's about. And kind of helping you guys zero in on the priority here. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's interesting because I've seen a lot of different people navigate this. You know, one of my nephews, he got married a couple of weeks ago on zoom and we hosted a zoom wedding and there was such a beauty to the level of connection that we could have despite the distance and despite you know it not looking at all like what it was going to look like but the mm-hmm. fact that we could all still see each other we all left like you were just saying feeling so connected and like it was such a special time and you're right it really is the people that make it special not so much what you're doing mm-hmm. that's so insightful What do you, what are you spending time doing? Are there silver linings that you're finding during this time? Like as you're in this phase of transition, are there things you're able to do that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise, if you had been tied up with a bunch of events?
1: Um, Definitely getting to spend more time with my family is a plus. I like, I work two jobs and I'm busy with school. And so normally that would have been what is like very consuming in my life. But because we've had to slow down and, like, take it easier and find an adjustment, we've been able to, like, spend a lot more time together. The number of times we've played croquet in our front yard is insane.
0: (laughs) I love that, that you are able to launch from this phase of life with a steady sense of, like, community with your family. Mm -hmm. That seems like a gift. Um, And while the other things can seem really hard and sad I love that you you found ways to connect it sounds like with the people that you love in order to still create the bonds that are the memorable part of this phase of life
1: yeah that was like a really big deal for me because I knew that like being busy I wasn't gonna have as much time with my family but before going to college this fall but like this like this really is a blessing being able to have all this time with my family that I normally wouldn't
0: I love that one of the things that you talked about is this idea of normalcy. And I think we're all kind of grasping at that, right? Like what is normal Mm -hmm. now and what is normal even mean? Like, what (laughs) do you feel like you've hit on a sense of normalcy? You mentioned some routines and the things you're doing to kind of create normalcy. Do you feel like you have captured it or that you're living in a more normal way right now? Yeah. I mean, like
1: we just had to find what, what our new normal was. I saw this quote that said that we were sad and we're all grieving right now. And that's because we crave normalcy and doing things that are similar to what we used to do is very healing for us because it's something that like we recognize and it helps us feel like, like life isn't like crazy like it is now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you and I have talked a little bit about this, but that idea of adaptability. I feel like your generation, more so than my own, and I think more so than maybe any, definitely than the ones past me, but more so than anyone else, has this level uh, or ability to adapt to different situations with great rapidity. Like you are quick to be able to kind of pivot, take in new information and shift. Do you feel like that is, Do you recognize that as a skill set that you have, or is it just a normal thing that you just do automatically? I mean, I think maybe it's just like
1: an automatic thing is that like, as soon as they started rolling out our remote learning that we were doing at home, I was like, all right, let's do this. And I got into a schedule and that's, what's keeping me really consistent. And that's just what's working.
0: Yeah. I really love that. I think just the environment that you've grown up in over the years has had more rapid change, right? Mm-hmm. Than any of the environments prior. While there's been definite changes, I mean, the, the pace of life is just quick in the last 17 years that you've lived. And so it's beautiful to me to see that just adaptability and that resilience that you've cultivated just because of the, the time that you've lived in this space of history. And that you're primed to take in new information, like you said, and then move with it or change what you're doing in order to kind of match the situation. It just sounds like you are able to be present with what's going on and then make decisions from that space instead of getting stuck in what was or what's going to be. Do you feel like that's the case?
1: Yeah. um, It's like when, when I was like finding out what works now, I tried to like kind of resemble it after what. Like I used to do, and what my schedule like was, because I wanted it to be like somewhat similar, so there was still consistency, and that has been helpful for me because then I know, like I know what I need to be doing.
0: Yeah, like you took the bits forward that you could, and Mm -hmm. let go of the things that you like you couldn't control right now, or that you couldn't bring with you, and just implemented what 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 felt normal from before in a way that you could right now, and then took in the new pieces that that you had to take in as just a matter of course due to the living that we're doing.
1: Yeah. It's definitely just like how I, like how I communicate with my friends. I know that I can't see them in person every day. Like I'm used to, but being able to still like talk to them on a regular basis is like very, very good for me because it's something that like, again, feels normal.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love that you brought up technology too, because I feel like sometimes your generation gets, kind of the short end of the stick when we talk about using technology too much or being too dependent on it or Mm -hmm. relying on it instead of face-to-face I mean you've heard that probably for quite a while now right yeah definitely do you feel like it's ironic that right now everyone else in the world is like grasping at whatever technology they can in order to connect in the ways that just come naturally to you um I don't know if I've necessarily thought too much
1: about like how other people are dealing with it because I'm so focused in cultivating still something that works for me. Used to, I'm used to using this level of technology because it's how we function at school. Um, like thinking about how other people are doing isn't something that I've thought too much about, but I guess that for some, they don't use technology as consistently and as much as my generation does. It could be a bit of a learning curve for them.
0: Yeah. And I've seen it be quite a bit. And I think people are catching on and picking it up. It's just been interesting to see how so many more people are attuning to the benefits of it, um, you know, in just such a short period of time and how like our perspective around technology can pretty radically shift right now because it's a bit of a lifeline for most of us to the people that we love, to school, to work. It's the way that we're able to keep going on you know, with as much normalcy, like you said, as possible. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're doing to help yourself feel empowered? Because I feel like I'm allergic to helplessness. Like if I feel like there's nothing I can do in a situation, I get really stressed and anxious. And I just know for my mental health, it's not great for me to not be able to see ways I can either like act intentionally to have an impact or try to make the situation like a little bit brighter or, you know, add value or goodness to what's going on. I'm curious because I know your personality is want action oriented. Also, what are you doing? If you, you could just be sitting in the corner right now and crying, right. Which mm-hmm. I mean, we're all doing at, at, at intervals, right. I mean, let's just be honest about that. Yeah. But <laughs> what are some of the ways that you have, empowered yourself to kind of look at this with an optimistic perspective. I mean it's one of the things that as we've talked over the last little bit, I've just been impressed over and over again with your ability to orient yourself forward in a way that's optimistic. Um while not shoving down or ignoring the sad parts of it, but you're able to like integrate it. Like this is really hard and sad and I'm grieving. And I'm also feeling optimistic and empowered because I'm doing this. So you mentioned routine and connecting with friends. Is there any other activity or mindset that you're utilizing to help you weave that optimism in with the grief to create this kind of beautiful resilience that you're cultivating?
1: Um, well, I think that it's like, it's just important to recognize that like you could be choosing to like be sad all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out on all these things that I really wish that I was doing. Or you could choose to be like, okay, I know that there's a lot of things in my life that I can't control right now, because most of my life is really out of my control. And just recognizing what you can control within the situation. Like I said, like I've taken, like I've taken the action to try and initiate a schedule that works for me. And that really just helps keep me like consistent, grounded. And that that's being really helpful for me.
0: Yeah. Well, and do you feel like that level, like routine, I I feel like for me also can be so empowering to where I can count on something. Like maybe I can't count on a lot of things right now, but I could, Mm -hmm. at least if I know I'm going to wake up when my alarm clock goes off, I can count on like the sequence of events of my morning because I can choose those most of the time (laughs) or, you know, just different aspects of the day. I like how you said that, like choosing where you can and letting go where you can't and being okay with it um with the acknowledgement that it was really hard maybe to let it go or to face that moment but being able to just move with it or move through it in the way that you are I just I'm admiring it and I Mm -hmm. I'm grateful you're willing to share yeah share your perspective around it
1: yeah like like you said um just like knowing what time you get up in the morning. That's something that's been like really helpful for me knowing that like at a certain time in the day I need to be starting school because it's just like, it's time management to knowing when I need to do things so I can get done the things that are in my control.
0: Yeah. Well, and what do you, are you, I, I hear you saying you're kind of just zoned into your own experience. So you're not necessarily um, branching out and looking at the way other people are handling it. And I think a lot of us are like that, right? Like when we're in a time of crisis, you just (laughs) kind of put your nose down and you do your best in the situation that you can, and you have to just focus in, but what, I'm just curious, what are some of the ways that you see, like transferring that counsel that you just offered or that wisdom into other lives? So if it's a mom with kids, letter tiny, or if it's, you know, somebody who is working really long hours actually now at home because their job picked up and it's like crazy for them. What are some ways they could use that idea about routine or still connecting in meaningful ways, like getting to the essence of an event instead of just um instead of just like the outward appearance of it, really connecting with like what we're actually doing in this situation is celebrating you two achieving something awesome. And we can do that in a lot of different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. So how would you apply that kind of thinking to other situations?
1: Um, really just having a positive mindset about it, I think is a really big deal because like I said, you could choose to be sad or you could choose to see the blessings in the situation that you normally wouldn't see because you're so caught up in like the sadness that you're feeling.
0: Yeah. And how do you, when you're saying, cause I'm hearing you say also that you're grieving it. And mm-hmm. I know there have been times in my life when I can get stuck in grief, you know, and sometimes that's for huge life changing events or loss. That's extreme. What are some ways you are grieving and then also moving? You know what I'm saying? Like not getting stuck. Is it that positive mindset that you said, like letting it be grief for the time that it's grief. And then also looking forward with an eye toward what you're gaining, like in the thick of the loss. So it's like, that's another thing where I really found it helpful
1: to be connected with my friends because we can, we're all experiencing that same, like that same loss of like graduation together. And just like knowing that we're like, we're here for each other and we can like, we're able to have, we can have someone to talk to about how we're feeling and we can let it be sad for the time it needs to be sad, but you can't stay, you can't stay in that place. You need to, you need to know that that's like, that's a change that you're experiencing right now. And just knowing that like, it's still going to happen, just maybe not in the same like mode that it was going to happen before.
0: Yeah, I think that's so insightful. Just the recognition that drawing on community in the middle of grief is so healing. Um, And it's interesting you say that because this week I connected with a friend and we were in a grief group for about a year together. And some of the most sacred and special moments of my life and different realizations that I had and understanding that I had came in that space. I like came in that space of loss and it came often because I was with other people who could articulate things about the situation that I could not, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I could recognize my grief in their words. And sometimes it was hard for me to say what I was feeling or what I was going through. And I think grief can be a little slippery like that. But I, I really appreciate what you just said right now that there's such a binding power or a potential for binding in grief. Mm that really there's opportunity to connect right now in ways that are really powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, being able to be comrades in um, in loss or being able to support each other and band together in a time of great grief is something that it does really bind people together in a really unique and beautiful way, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that... As you're talking to people, what are some of the things, well, first, let's start. What are some of the things that are not helpful that people say right now, either to you or about the situation, like to you about graduation or about the situation that humanity is facing right now? What are some not helpful pieces of advice or tips you're getting? Um,
1: I think that when people, when people need to talk about how they're feeling about all of this. We just have to be willing to listen. We can't tell them not to feel the way that they're feeling because that's like that's not helpful for them. It makes them feel like shut down and like their opinion and thoughts aren't valid. And if you're feeling sad about something not happening, then like you have every right to feel sad about that thing not happening. So we just have to be willing to listen and really just be there for other people.
0: That's That's one thing. What are Okay, what else? What else can we do for each other right now that would provide like a skillful response to a really hard and uncertain situation?
1: Um, one thing that I did, like even, even though I know I talk to my friends every day, I was like, what? Like thinking, what can I do for them that would be meaningful? And so I wrote them all like a card and sent it to them in the mail, which is still like communicating with them, but like in a different way that like, take, it takes more effort and showing, like, putting in the effort to show that you do care about people and it's not, like, a surface-level friendship is something that could be really nice for people.
0: That's beautiful. I'm grateful for the different ways you've illustrated that we can kind of be looking out for each other right now. What are some ways in your family that you feel like you're looking out for each other right now?
1: Um. Well, my mom, she's a teacher, we're both doing school in the day and some like she does videos with her students to check in with them, if they need help with anything that they're doing. And it's like, sometimes my brother needs help with whatever he's doing, because he doesn't know how to do all of his homework. And that's normal. Um, and so just being there, I, like, I can help you. I know that like, our mom who can't help you right now, but I, I can And just like being able to help my family in ways that like might normally seem time consuming, but now we have all the time. And so it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, just one of the things that I am always impressed about with you, but especially in this instance, is that it would be really understandable for um, the focus to be entirely on what you're going through. And I just find it so incredibly inspirational that you're just what you described in these last few moments, just this tendency to reach out, to look out for others, to be available, to help where you can and to see opportunities, you know, to, to be in a position where you could be experiencing so much uncertainty and so much grief and also be able to find opportunities to support opportunities to be optimistic or to focus on gratitude. It's just, it's yeah, it's such a fantastic example of how to cultivate resilience right now in a time when so many of us are feeling up to our eyeballs in stress and uncertainty. Those tips are really helpful. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm grateful we could have this chat today and I wish you all the best in the endeavors that you are planning to pursue and then the ones that you're going to adjust to and adapt and make it through.